Today for the third week in a row, I'm going to begin, I'm going to start off this morning by asking the question, how are you doing as a disciple of Jesus Christ? Again, a personal question intended for us as individuals, where you sit today, how are you doing as a disciple of Jesus Christ? Now, I ask that question again this morning because Here's the deal. Here's the truth. Today, our world is in desperate need of disciples of Jesus Christ. Our world today needs to be encountered by disciples of Jesus Christ. Our world really needs to be interrupted by disciples of Jesus Christ. Our world really needs to be overrun today by disciples, true, committed followers, disciples of Jesus Christ. Do you know that is God's plan? His plan is that we would, that you would and I would, that we would be his disciples, that we would commit to being his disciple, and that we would grow as his disciple. And then each of us, you and I, as we exist in a lost and dark and evil and hurting world, that we as disciples of Christ will begin the process of pulling people from the wreckage of life, pointing them to our Savior, Jesus, the only hope of the world, Jesus. The world needs disciples today. That is God's plan. That is our commission in the New Testament. That is what he intends for us. And so for the third week in a row, I'm asking you, sometimes we wonder, well, are they listening Well, what about the preacher? I'm gonna critique him. No, I'm talking about you today. How are you doing as a disciple of Jesus Christ? That's what our world needs today, disciples. One of my favorite, and and maybe my favorite possession that I have, I've got a little New Testament that my dad had And his pastor gave it to him as he was training him as a disciple. The date, and it's 1979. And the other day I had pulled this little New Testament out and I was looking at it. And written there in my dad's handwriting, in the back of this little New Testament, it says this. Lost and didn't know it. Died and didn't expect it. In hell and can't change it. Friends, do you know whose job it is to do something about that? It is ours as disciples of Jesus Christ. That is our mission. That's why it matters that we exist as disciples of Jesus Christ. Our message today is entitled again, Instructions for Would-Be Disciples. This is the third part of that section here, Instructions for Would-Be Disciples. Next week will be the final part, the final installment in this section. Again, instructions for would-be disciples. Today we're in Luke chapter 17. Today we're again going to look at two verses, verses 5 and 6. Luke chapter 17, today verses 5 and 6. I'm going to ask if you would, if you'd stand with me in the reverence and the honor of the reading of God's word, what a privilege it is. Luke chapter 17, beginning here in the fifth verse. God's word says, The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith like a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea. 
and it would obey you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today, we're thankful for you. I rejoice in the grace of God shown to us through Jesus Christ, my Lord, my hope, my Savior. Lord, I rejoice in you today. We come today and as we've gathered as your people. I pray that we would come prepared, that we would be wise and we would confess our sins and we would examine our hearts. And when we would come today, it wouldn't, wouldn't be for some false pretense. It wouldn't be with some faulty attitude, but it would come in true worship of a risen and reigning King Jesus. I pray now as we begin to study your word, and I pray that that it would be truly a supernatural event that your word, living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword, that today is just proclaimed, that it would teach us today, that it would lead us today, that it would direct us today, the very word of God. Pray that in this hour there might be decisions made for Christ. Pray that disciples would grow closer and draw closer to you. The result would be you would be greatly glorified. Move in our midst. Now I tell you, Lord, we love you and we praise you. And I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Our verses today, our two verses, will need to be understood today in context. And really, if you want to know about any text, you're going to have to see it in context. Well, that is true of our verses. And so remember today, chapter 17, the Bible says that Jesus is teaching, that Jesus is talking to his disciples. Now, by disciples, it's talking about those who have put themselves under his teaching. Those, by putting themselves under his teaching, have the intent of taking on his mind and his heart, that they might have his actions and his attitudes, and all of that would be that they would carry out his mission. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 19, that is to seek and to save that which is lost. And so Jesus, the Bible tells us, is teaching, he is talking to these would-be disciples. Now, also remember, in this 17th chapter, he has talked about two main things. The first thing, really, he talked about the high standard of God's word. And we take that from that, that that disciples are to not only know his word, but they're to defend his word, they're to teach, and they're to stand on the word of God. They're to stand on his truth. And we see that any distortion of that is not acceptable. Any perversion of that is not going to be admissible because the simple truth is the truth of God's word points to the truth of Jesus Christ. Now, if you hear me say anything today, be sure and get that. That's why it's a big deal. The truth of God's word points to the truth of Jesus Christ. And over and over again, that is why it matters. That is why correct biblical doctrine matters. That's why we have to line everything up with what God has said in his word. The truth of God's word leads us to the truth of Jesus and any distortion in that messes up the process. Jesus says, in fact, for someone to lead somebody out of that truth, it will be better for them to be violently drowned than for that to happen. And so we see there the high standard of God's truth. Then last week in verses three and four, the second thing we see here in chapter 17, 
we see the high standard of Christian forgiveness. We see how we're to be forgiving. That's not an option for us as Christians, that we must be diligent. We must be generous in offering that forgiveness. There is no limit to our forgiveness. And Jesus sets the example, and Jesus himself is that example. And that's the high standard of Christian forgiveness. And then that brings us to our verses today. Verse 5 starts off, and it says, the apostles, the apostles. Now, I want to stop right here and take note of that. So far, be sure and see this. The Bible says he's been talking. He's been talking to his disciples. Now, this could have been a broader group at this point. But now, as we enter into these verses, Luke makes it clear he is talking to the 12. He is talking to the apostles. And upon hearing this, the Bible says the apostles respond. Now, understand that these apostles were the hand-picked group to lead the charge after the resurrection and the ascension of Christ. These were the hand-picked guys that, that he was training and he was teaching that they would lead the charge after the ascension. The Greek word for apostle here means a commissioned delegate, a commissioned delegate. So here again, it's talking about the 12. Now, I think that adds something to our understanding this morning. So the Bible says, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Now the verb tense here is now. The verb tense here is urgent. It means increase our faith now. Do it now. Be urgent about it. Increase our faith. The Greek word for increase, the original word here, means to add to. It literally means add to us. Add to us. And so see what this means here. What it means is they have some, but they want more. That's what it's talking about. Add to us. They have evidently this level of faith, they believe, and they would like to have a greater level of faith. And so it says add to us. Increase our faith. Now the word faith is a very deep word. Really kind of a hard word to get a, a total understanding on, but, but what it means is trust and belief. Now those two things are tied together, belief and trust. Trust and belief. Now the, the literal word, the, the literal word in the original really means persuasion. And so what it's saying is they are persuaded but they would like to be more persuaded. And so what it is saying here is increase or add to our persuasion. We have this level of persuasion, but we would like to have a greater level of persuasion. Increase our persuasion. Now I want to go slow here. I want you to get this. See this today. Upon hearing about holding the high standard of God's truth that it has to be upheld and that it can't be distorted and that it can't be mishandled and that it's so vital that to mishandle it or to misuse it, you'd be better off to be dead. And so in between holding the high standard of God's truth and then the call to live out the high standard of Christ's forgiveness that we're to forgive in the example and the standard of Jesus Christ, 
in between those two lofty ideas, in between those two lofty truths, the apostles cry out, increase our faith. Now what does that mean? What it means is they are overwhelmed. It means that seeing what it is and seeing what it requires and seeing what it costs to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, they've now come to the conclusion that we can't do this that the standard is way too high, that the expectation we can't meet, that the requirement we can't fulfill, that this burden is way too heavy for us. And so there they are, and they're overwhelmed, and they say, oh Lord, that you would increase our faith. Oh Lord, we're not gonna make it, we can't do this. Increase our faith. Friend, listen to me this morning. We ought to be in that same tension. And today, when we see the mission, and when we get the vision, when we get those eyes, and when we feel an urgency for a a dying world, look around, our world's gonna perish when we have an urgency for a lost world. When we see the the avalanche of mistruth and it's coming down and it seems to to overpower us, when when false teachers are are consuming us, when conflicts seek to derail us, we have to cry out, oh God, that you would help us. Oh God, be our strength. So I ask the question again. How are you doing as a disciple of Jesus Christ? Let me ask you, is what you're doing for the cause of Jesus Christ, is what you're doing, what you're attempting for the glory of our King Jesus, is it so great? Is Satan so opposed to it? Is the world so opposed to it that it pushes you to cry out to our Lord? Oh Lord, we have to have your help. Oh Lord, I'll not do it alone. That's why I think it says here it's the apostles. You see, I think they're in the process of figuring out, you know what, this rests on us. And they realize the magnitude of what Christ is asking of them and they understand that it's gonna be imperative that they properly handle the word of God. It's gonna be imperative that they forgive there in that new group and they're understanding the magnitude of a mission that's coming. Maybe there's a better way to ask that question. And that is this. What's wearing you out today? You see, you look around today and and we're a weary bunch of folks. We're hurried. We're full of anxiety. We're stressed out. We're tired. We're hurt. I ask the question, what's wearing you out today? Is it the pursuit of things that aren't gonna last? Is it a position that you can't keep and even if you keep it, it's not gonna really matter to the long run? Is it the building and the promoting of some reputation that you think you have to uphold but that's gonna be gone in the blink of an eye? Is it the accumulation of stuff? Is it paying temporary bills on temporary things? What is it that's wearing you out today? Or is it being heartbroken for the lost? Is it a desire to glorify God above all else? Do you wake up and say, hey, I don't know what today's gonna hold. And yes, I have a career. And yes, I have a family. But I wanna do all things for the glory of God. 
Is it a life lived to point people to Jesus Christ? They're gonna perish without Christ. Is it a life consumed with pointing people to the hope we have in Jesus? What's wearing you out today? You see, the answer points pretty clearly to which system we're giving ourselves over to. The answer points to which system we're we're burning up our days to invest in. Is it God's system or is it the world's system? I think it's interesting here. They ask for faith. Today, our world's being fed the lie that more faith results in more of the world's desires, more of the world's stuff. And and the lies being taught today, if you have but more faith, you would have more wealth. Or if you would have more faith, you would have more favor somehow, whatever that means from God. Or you would have more stuff, or you would have more comfort. Or even today, if you would just have more faith, you would have health. And all of it's tied to the fact that if you had more faith, you'd get more of this stuff. I think it's an interesting thing that they cried here for more faith. And so we see here, overwhelmed they cry out, Lord, increase our faith. Jesus answers in verse six. And the Lord said, if you had, if you possessed, if you had, if you possessed faith like a mustard seed. Now this is a very small, small seed, an exceedingly small seed a really very insignificant seed, slightly bigger than a fleck of ground pepper. Jesus says, if you had, if you possessed faith like this small fleck, like the seed of a mustard plant, you would say to this mulberry tree, the the Greek word is the sycamine tree, it is a, a long living tree, it was aggressively rooted, deeply rooted, it was a tree that was firmly tied, firmly rooted to the ground, Jesus said, you would say to this firmly rooted tree, be uprooted and be planted, be set in the sea, and it would obey you. Now think about that. Jesus gives really here a really impossible example. He says, if you had faith like a fleck of pepper, like a mustard seed, if you had faith like that, you would say to this deeply rooted plant, be uprooted and be thrown into the sea, and it would happen. Verse six, Jesus shows us the power of faith. And it's an awesome thing. We're gonna talk about it next week. We see there that even a small little fleck of faith, Jesus shows the astounding power of that faith. More than that, he shows the astonishing result, the astounding result of possessing that faith. Wouldn't you like to see results like that? Wouldn't you like to see God's power demonstrated like that? Next week, we're gonna see, really, this was a misdirected request. Really, it was a misunderstood request there by the apostles. And we're gonna see next week, Jesus will answer, and he will give us the the answer there to having a powerful, astonishing, result-producing faith. Now, I wanna tell you, I say it every week, I wouldn't miss next week. I wouldn't miss next week. You want to see that kind of faith? You want to see what it would take to see God work in our church? 
for us to baptize 130 people again, for our church to be full, for us to make a dent in Vernon, Texas, for us to take the gospel of a living Savior to a world that's going to hell. You want to see that kind of faith? I do. Jesus is going to tell us next week. I want to end, and I think it's a perfect setup. I want to end by asking this question then for us. So how are you doing as a disciple of Jesus Christ? First off today, do you know Jesus? Has there been a point by faith that you've received him as your Lord and Savior? That you've accepted him as your Lord? Has that happened in your life? There's a whole lot of people that, that move in religious circles and maybe that's never happened. First question is this, not somebody else. Have you made Jesus your Lord and Savior? Have you put your faith in him? After that, have you put yourself under his teachings? Have you put yourself under his directing? Not a bunch of verses to spit out somewhere that we might feel better. Have you put yourselves under his directing? This is what Christ says of me. And this is what Christ calls for me. And this is what Christ is leading me to do in his word. Have you put yourself under his teaching? Is your heart and your mind and your action and your attitude, does it mirror Jesus Christ because you've put yourself under his teaching as a disciple? Are you on his mission? You see, that's what a disciple does. That's what a disciple is. Are you on his mission? I wondered this week as I sat there and held that little Bible, how many people will it be said of on our watch? How many people will be said of in our circles of friends? How many people could it be said of in our very own families? Lost and didn't know it. Died and didn't expect it. In hell and can't change it. I want to tell you no stronger plea can I ever make than I make today. Friends, let's commit to that. Friends, let's commit to being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Let's live like Jesus. Let's live as his disciple. Let's say, you know what? I'm tired of the world's priorities set. I'm, I'm tired of being worn out by things that aren't going to last even the next year. And I commit to follow him as a disciple. That we would say to Jesus, Lord, turn inside of me. Turn my priorities. Lord, more than that, I submit to you today all things. I commit all things to you. And Lord, I ask you, whatever my lot in life is today, use me. I commit to you, teach me, use me, be glorified in me. Why don't we make today that day? Why don't we allow him to work like that through us? Why don't we make that our heart's plea today? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today and I'm thankful for your truth. I'm thankful for your direction and you're directing through it. And I come and as I read it, as I hear it, as I study it, I'm convicted. Lord, I'm sorry that I try to operate in two systems. Lord, I'm sorry that I burn up and stress out myself over a system that's not gonna last. I ask that you help empower me and empower us 
to commit to the only system that truly matters. And you tell us if we'll do that, you'll provide all of our needs according to your riches and glory. Tell us you're not going to leave us, not going to forsake us. And we can trust you that you're faithful, that you're caring, that you're kind. And so I pray that today as we sit here in these seats, whatever our step is, that we would commit to live as a disciple of Jesus Christ. And then that you would use us for our glory. Pray for some in this room that do not know you, Lord. I pray that today, as they've heard your gospel, as they hear your gospel, that today they'd put their faith in Jesus Christ. I pray for those here that are Christians, that we would have a renewed resolve today and our world would be impacted because of it. We love you and we praise you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.